up, kid. All I gotta say is, Portland can't say shit. It's scintillating. It's sensational. It's Seattle Sounders FC soccer. Welcome to Sounders Scuttlebutts. I'm Aaron Lingley, and as always, I'm joined by your Alliance Council President, your Gorilla FC President, and the Communications Director for the Independent Supporters Council, Cameron Collins. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? That's what was that? Is that your big Al? No, I haven't talked to anyone all day long because I had a tooth extracted earlier today and um, it's been profusely bleeding and not stopping. So um, I, uh, I've just been silently Is that what a, is that what a so, yeah, Deegan I guess, procedure is? Is that what you called it? <laughs> I dentist, yes. I corrected oh, correct for I, you. Sorry, I don't know if you missed that. But, hang on, my kid. <laughs> okay, that yeah, makes more I, sense. Um, I'm like, what the hell is that? I had had a tooth, uh, a giant filling from when I was a kid, and um, because I clenched my teeth at night, even though I have a night guard, eventually all of them are going to crack from the old ones. So it broke off, and um, they were like, well, we're going to have to do root canal. And I was like, just pull it. <laughs> I'm not spending $1,000 on a root canal and $900 on a crown. Just pull it. I don't need that back tooth. What side of your mouth is it? Is it on the top or bottom? Top in the right. back. Oh, I'm on yeah. the left. Yeah, I had a tooth pulled too. I was gonna say we yeah. could have been twinsies. All right. Yeah. Well, this is exciting twinsies, stuff we're yeah. talking about. But, uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what we do get to talk about that's so exciting. It's it's the perfect start to this podcast, and it's been such a great week for us because there were three red flag stoppages. You thought I was gonna <laughs> talk about Sounders, didn't you? But no. <laughs> what an Australian Grand yes, Prix. Did. did you watch it? It's crazy. Yes. It was nuts, but we're not going to talk about it because people on this podcast have made it clear they hate fun. <laughs> they hate everything good in the world that's called F1. That's what the F stands for. Fun one, fun number one in the Let's world. See if you went there. But yeah. we will move on after we just say having both Lewis and Fernando on the the um, uh, the dais when they were announced as the winners was amazing. Second and third place. Now, if we could just get Max out of there, this could be the best season ever. Agreed. We'll do the rest off air. Uh, you know what also was fun this weekend? It was the Seattle oh. Sounders. That's what people are listening for, right? The Seattle Sounders. Yeah. Well, I would say there was a fun half. A fun outcome. And we'll get we'll get into but our opinions about the game, but overall, you know, we won two to one in Carson. Uh, it was an it was a manic game. <laughs> it was all over the place, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but we won, and you went on the road against uh, 
stiff competition like that. Now they on the table they're not great, but statistically in that game they they were beating us in a lot of categories. But what category matters is goals. So um, we win, and we'll get into that later. Leo Chu gets a goal and an assist. My my young man, my son, and uh, Jordan Morris, of course, scores again. Yep, as always. Gotta love it. Should we get into some scuttlebutt before we get into Sounders? Let's do some scuttlebutt, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot we could talk about from the WNBA draft to... Um, Tacoma Defiance. Uh, Tacoma Open Defiance ads. winning 5 nothing. But, but what I really want to talk about, and shout out to everyone celebrating Ramadan right now, is that... Um, there's some interesting ongoings in the soccer world surrounding Ramadan, and I think it's very socio-political. Like, it, it's based on what goes on in those countries. So, uh, of course, if you were watching some of the Premier League matches uh, this uh, this this weekend, uh, you had uh, the referees in both the Premier League and the English uh, Football League matches um, allowing Muslim players to break their fast during the match. So they would actually stop the game. Uh, this was an agreement that was made in 2021, and it's awesome. Um, I know we had uh, players uh, that had to do that in the past, and the Sounders that would just have to not eat or drink and then play a game. Um, so it's cool that they, they let that happen, and it, it doesn't have to hurt the team. Uh, France, on the other hand, their FA specifically told referees, do not stop the match. We will not be stopping it for any reason for... Uh, breaking a fast. And uh, I don't see what the problem is. We stop it for right. water breaks. It seems like stopping it for someone to be able to, I mean, because I won't say it's dangerous for them not to, to eat, but if you want the best out of your athletes, and it's better probably for them to be able to break fast and, and be able to, to perform at their highest after that. Um, but more importantly, France, in an effort to fight what they view as uh, Islamic extremism, have just basically put all common sense out the window when it comes to anyone who's Muslim. And you see it time and time again in their laws. And I mean, even, you know, a friend who I went on that road trip this summer talking about, it wasn't a rational discussion that they have. So... I mean, I think that's that's behind it, but I just wanted to, to shout out England for doing that. I mean, that's amazing. I'm glad that's the case, and I hope that, um, you know, more countries follow suit. Here, here. Here, here. Um, yeah, especially, especially uh, here, we'll say, because it is, of course, April, which is uh, Muslim American Heritage Month. So uh, that's, a, that's a, a good time to... Um, do things that celebrate uh, equality, equity, and inclusion. Here, here, here. What about you? You got any? You got any? I won't take the credit for this one, but F1 I do have related? something. This is uh, from one of our Discord members. Actually, it's not one of the questions. We have a couple of those for later. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. buckle up, everyone. Uh, but I'll, I won't take the credit for this one. Combat Wombat Esquire. Oh, I wonder if he's a lawyer too. Um, shared a link from sportingkc.com. They have let go of defender Ben Sweat. 
who they had uh, the entirety of last season. <laughs> um, do you recall what yeah. happened to Sweat during uh, the Sanders match last week? Oh, um, basically got destroyed worse than almost any defender in the history of a soccer match by the one and only mm-hmm. Leo He got himself a red card for, right? He's the one that got the red card, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it was two yellows. I think so. And one of yeah. them was Deck and so. likely because uh, he was frustrated. I missed something. Can you oh, and our again? guest, oh, Alexa, uh, how are you? Alexa, yeah, I, that's I don't know why. No, thank you, Alexa. Um, I think You're so I think nice to she Alexa. jumped her cue a little bit. <laughs> when the oh, dude, yeah. when Skynet goes live and the robots take over the world, you you gotta be their friend. Otherwise, you're gonna be the one they kill first. But uh, she forgot her cue because remember, she comes in what at the the end of the show. Oh yeah, no, I always forget to listen to the very very end. Yeah, our old buddy Tor, yeah, so, OG Scuttlebutter. <laughs> yeah, so she 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 apparently got the wrong script today and decided to jump in in the middle. But <laughs> yeah, that was um, you know that's it. I am assuming it's not one game that did it, but it's kind of funny if it were. We like to think, like, wow, like to think so. Yeah, so it's uh oh wow, this might be some scuttle. But hold on, I am just seeing this. Uh, Pete Fewing is, I don't know if he's retired or he's left, but he's done as Seattle U soccer coach. Um, and this is huge news because, um, you know, Pete, of course, was, is on our, uh, pre post game show for the Sounders, but, uh, 29 seasons, he's coached at Seattle U, 343 wins, two national titles, five NCAA division one appearances, 15 conference titles, Two National Coaches of the Year awards, six Regional Coach of the Year awards, and six Conference Coach of the Year wow. awards. So he, he, here's a guy who has taken Seattle U to to excellence. Uh, I think only one of those national titles was uh, D1. I think the other was still when we were NAIA. I say we because yeah. I both attended Seattle University uh, School of Law, and I, I teach there, uh, and I do a radio show there. But... Um, yeah, that's that's huge news. I hadn't seen this. Katie Pendleton, who works for the Sounders, uh, posted this on on her Facebook oh, story. Yeah. So uh, I saw it in a little window and thought, "Wow, that that is big news." Because that's twenty nine seasons at one school that's produced a lot of really great players. Not always MLS level mm-hmm. players, but Alex rolled on uh, a few. Right? My cousins, Isn't crazy, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, no, and there's there's been some other uh, great players that have come out of there. Uh, I think. There was a story about how um, Lamar Nagel tried to go there and he By got turned away. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, so then he turned, he had a little, they had a little fun together later. But, you know, a lot of the players on um, the Ballard FC team are either current or, uh, you know, recent mm. graduates of Seattle U. So um, big, big yeah, impact in soccer in this region, you know, along with Seattle Pacific. I think that the two organizations that historically uh, collegiate wise done the most for soccer in the area. So what, what big news, congratulations, coach Pete. Um, I'm sure we'll still see you around Sounders stuff, but wow, that's, that's kind of shocking. And, and also mm-hmm. good for him. Like he deserves yeah. it. Yeah. And, and, you know, he still gets to be part of the, 
will always forever be part of the soccer community because of what he's done. But with uh, on right. the broadcast with Jackson and and uh, we'll get to just continue to see him. So that that that's great too. But yeah, wow, well, I'm glad you stumbled upon that. <laughs> Would have felt terrible to find out that news. Yeah, after it was we just totally not mentioned totally that. random. Uh, we also, I also saw something, I think it was the U15s, um, in the, uh, let's see, here we go. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. Generation Adidas Cup, uh, straight to the top. Both academy teams finished top of the groups in the Generation Adidas Cup. Uh, Sounders FC U15s beat, uh, Charlotte Academy 2-1, and... The uh, U-17s tied Dallas Academy U-17s uh, 1-1 and then 1-5-4 in PKs. Uh, penalties, excuse me. Uh, I know some people get really uh, upset really? about that. Uh, but they, they also beat, uh, I think they beat Real Madrid uh, earlier in the group stage. So uh, it's it's been, you know, time and time again, we've shown the, the strength of our youth program. And the one thing Garth always said was the further you go down, into our youth program, the higher the ceiling is yeah. for all those players. And we're only just now seeing them come up, you know, with with uh, Double Air and, and Tevez and all those guys. And there's even more talented players below that that just, if they develop just right, could be superstars for us. So super exciting to see them advancing into the uh, further in the generation Adidas Cup. And maybe we can win mm-hmm. it again. We've won the last two. Yeah, under 15's got 2.33 points per match in their group, top of the group. Mm-hmm. It's a horribly designed site. Yeah, two point six seven. So same thing basically. Now for under seventeen, top of the group. The other big dominating. Yeah. Top kids. The other big thing we should talk about is how Twitter, where we communicate with a lot of people, changed the Twitter logo to the Dogecoin logo, and Dogecoin jumped to four billion dollars in value, and we all sold our Dogecoin when it tanked before because. Elon didn't say anything on SNL, so come on, man. Elon sucks. What the hell that was? I don't. I I live in a bubble, and I'm happy with it. <laughs> well, it's because if you go online, you're going to find out sports That's stories. True. Like you don't know what that the is Mariners true. did tonight. I'm not going to tell you, but uh, I think but also you don't anyone know. with a three year old knows what it's like. Just be like, I'm just going to stare at the wall for the next two hours and then go to sleep. It's peaceful. So is being in my garage talking okay. sounders with you. Got any more yeah. scuttlebutt? Um, I had something. I don't I think anything huge. Well, if you remember, bring it up. But I mean, I just want to shout out Brock Finston. Uh, you know, he doesn't listen to this <laughs> podcast, but if anyone's been out to any of the Super Hawks games, uh, the team that I work for, the minor league basketball team that plays in Seattle Pacific, um, one of our best players. Amazing dude, probably the guy I'm closest to currently on the team. Uh, so with 21 seconds in, left oh. in the game, suffered a, a terrible, terrible injury. It was that late in the game? Um, Come on now. Yeah, he was going. For, we were up three, and he was going for a loose ball and hit the other guy and came down. His foot twisted backwards. So he's he's good. He's uh, recovering. Oh. He's had surgery and. Um, Hopefully we'll be able to come back. Um, he was basically, we're working, we're sending a bunch of film over to Italy and going to get, you know, hopefully get some jobs for the players over in Italy if they can't make a G League squad next year. So, uh, you know, because our season ends in June. So, um, 
super sad to see him go down. But if you're in the Seattle area and you haven't come out and you like basketball, come on out to Seattle Pacific. Uh, you can look at Seattle, uh, seattlesuperhawks.com. Uh, we got all the games up there. Uh, every game, 3 p.m. unless it's a, I mean, 7 p.m. unless it's a Sunday and it's 3 p.m. So come on out, have some fun. Uh, it's it's super fun out there. And, When's the next one? Um, Is it Sunday? Um, we, no, we got a break because it's an all-star game. So two weeks. Uh, I know we play at Salem uh, the day after the Portland match. Um, and then uh, there's another game in there somewhere. So uh, we play a lot of games against Salem, Vancouver, and... Uh, Wenatchee and we beat we beat Salem by nearly 50 we beat Vancouver by over 30 and we beat Wenatchee by over 31 game we also beat all those teams by less than 10 other games so um definitely super fun come out if you like basketball um you know if you go to at s superhawks on Instagram and DM them and ask for tickets they'll give you free tickets that's easy where's the Sounders did that we gotta do some filming man we're making a docu-series about them, you and I, and uh, yeah, I was going to say we don't have. This is not the the place for all the drama that has been gone on. It is, it is like Beverly Hills Housewives, but also yeah, if we basketball get people, we won't have it all on film. But if we get people to talk about it, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I know we get reenactments. Get it, so, uh, you get some reenactors. Oh, yeah. By the way, so uh, this, this is why I love my wife. And then, and I, when she said it, I was like, ah, oh, me too. But she's like, I don't want to be an actor. Like, I don't like where she was watching. She likes the Lifetime movies, uh, like every once in a while. She's like, I don't mm-hmm. want to be an actor because I feel like they just like, you might end up like one of these actors and it's, it's still a profession. It's great, great job. You're not, you're just not an A-lister, right? But she's like, I don't care about being famous. Like, but you know, those like crime shows with the, reenacting like i want to be one of those actors like mm-hmm. complete no name <laughs> happy with it no one knows who i am but to get to just do these over-the-top dramatic like scenes would be hilarious harry potter oh i thought i had my phone on silent i'm sorry about that listeners i'm the one um, that has like a like a disheveled know. garage background and you have like it looks like a studio uh, and you're the one messing up this podcast yeah but right behind that door is the garage and it's and it's full of boxes from floor to ceiling. So uh, since I had to unload my storage space, I was, was like, I can't spend this money anymore. So I'll go through it eventually. But yeah, um, I, I also would love to be a dead body on like on order. I'm like, okay, what the, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, you're going off of what I was just saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> Randy knows what's up. And shout out to uh, Chicago mayor election where they just elected a super awesome guy as mayor. So lots of elections today for those people out there who aren't Sounders fans. I hope you had a good one well, and your guy won. Let's not get into it, but this is a day, a date that will be in the history books and we are recording on April 4th. Um, but yeah, some dude is getting arraigned in new york right now so oh yeah pled not guilty yeah i mean and, and i will say one thing about that this is my lawyer scuttlebutt not about the podcast this is even about politics what what people don't get is when an indictment happens you present all the evidence as if it's against the person and then that's when they and then it says okay is there enough with all the evidence against the person is there enough to sustain 
you know, a charge. And so that's what it is. And that doesn't always work that way. There's been some high profile cases where they've completely screwed that up and it, it, it was a, a, a travesty of justice. But if you don't know or aren't familiar with the process, that's how it's supposed to go. So now is when we're going to go in and have the actual trials and stuff like that. And, and, and people, you know, a jury will decide. I don't know how they get a jury that's impartial. Um, impartial because everyone knows mm -hmm. who the president of the United States is. So it might just be a judge trial. But he, they would have to request that. That'd be interesting. I hadn't thought about that. The defendant would. So yeah, that's all we'll say about that. We're we, not getting we into politics judge. here. And why don't we judge yeah. the Sounders and their performance against the oh. Los Angeles Galaxy? Schmetzer out. <laughs>
uh, that goal, nah, which I watched it. like you got 20 it. times. So, yeah, anyway, I think Nick, Nico uh, really, obviously, he did unlock that play. But I think he was the star performer of that play. Uh, but I do love my boy Leo Chu. It's great to see. What does he have now? Five assists. He leads MLS in assists. And he's only played 218 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. That is insane. Is this the time where we should say, what do you do? Or should we finish the game and then go back we'll and say, what do you do? Okay. So throughout all that, there was that goal. And then he decides to, and I don't, I still don't know. Do you know what happened to that player that fell down on Leo Chu's goal? Okay. Mm-mm. I don't remember because shout out to Nicholas Biella, a friend of the show, friend of ours. I again was at his house with her, his kid, my kid, and another pub leaguer dad over with his kid. So we get distracted um, when we're watching, but I, I don't remember if it was actually like a serious injury or not, but it looked like a non-contact in the highlights when I was rewatching, but he probably just, I don't know. Um, but Leo Chu was wide open. <laughs> he basically got the ball turned and realized the dude was like writhing and such such a still no, such yeah a great and then shot. i'm leading into it that that just calmly calmly you could see him just target exactly where he wanted to put that ball and klinsman probably could have done a little bit better but i the credit goes to leo chu on the goal um and i love that he took it you know, not that he he has mm-hmm. he's hasn't been taking you know some shots or doing that, but that was just like that's your shot right there. Take it. Don't try to make a six assist even though you're balling out. And he got it. So happy. But throughout all that, LA Galaxy was giving us some what for? I mean, Stephen Fry. Even though we gave up a goal, he won Team of the Week goalkeeper. Oh yeah, I mean. It was a game of two halves in terms. I mean, they, they weren't. LA wasn't bad in the first half. They just weren't um, that dangerous, and we were able to just kind of run all over them. And then in the second half, they had all the possession. I mean, they they finished with, uh, I think it was sixty two percent possession to our thirty eight. But the second half probably was like eighty twenty. Um, they just I mean dominated us. Uh, along the way. And so it was, it was, um, a little frustrating, but at the same time, I think it, it showed that our defense could step up and, and, uh, yeah, get I was going to say, if you didn't say it, it's like that being said, the goal that the, we did give up was off a rebound, which he still almost saved that, which would have been his second double save of the game. Uh, Fry that is. So it's like, even, even with all right. of that, the ball, for the most part, stayed out of the net. One goal that we almost prevented. So, right, and 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 I mean, here's the thing: the game changed, and 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 I was joking when I said Schmitzer out. That's the running thing where I'm I'm frustrated, and uh, but it, it was a joke. Like you can't. The game changed. We were we were out. If you want to say we're out coached, you could say that out subbed, whatever, but it wasn't, it was on purpose because you mm-hmm. had to get Raul minutes. And that's what changed the game. As soon as Raul was in there and we didn't have Leo stretching the defense anymore, um, they were able to just possess 
the game entirely and just, just come at us over and over and over again. So, I mean, Raul had a, a few nice touches, a few little dangerous... Uh, um, I mean, they weren't that close to scoring or that close to being great plays, but you can see he still has that spark and he's going to get there, which is exciting. Yeah, it's not like he's lost anything. Um, it's just yeah. so distracted by, you know, Leo Chu and even right, Hebert at right. the beginning of the season. Yeah, and so it, I think you're put in a hard place there, but you've got to get Ruidia's minutes. You've got to get him fit. And because having as everyone fit is best for our team, even if it costs us a little bit in game, long term the dividends are going to be. Yeah, great. when everyone's on all cylinders and bought into what whatever role they will have, and the fact that we're getting points yeah. like this now, while we don't know what our best eleven is, is also and doing it on the road uh, is is yeah go also going to pay dividends. Exactly, and I think. There's two two things I really want to mention as as for me that were takeaways from the game uh, that are of 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 note of curiosity that that aren't necessarily uh, about the game itself but about the the, the broadcasts and and what have you. Um, you heard Taylor Twelman gushing over the Sounders in that first half, just gushing over how good we were. But most importantly, he said. Jackson Reagan looks like he's going to be the next Chad Marshall. Mm. And that gives me chills. I mean, the defensive player of the year award, if it's not already, it is. I think it might be, should be named after Chad Marshall and Reagan. He said he stepped up and he looked, I mean, he's not there yet. Obviously it's his what, second year, second yeah. full year, fourth year, four all year as a professional second year as a, as a top flight professional. But that is amazing. If, if that's, oh man, that would be just awesome. Now, the other thing is, this was the first time ever that Jackson Feltz did the halftime show by himself. Oh, wow. And it sounded great. He did a great job. Shout out to Jackson. Uh, I, I was able to listen to it. And then um, it felt weird because usually when I'm listening to his halftime show, it's at a home game and I'm in the bathroom because that's where they play it. So I always tell them, you know, there's a lot of people that are, <laughs> You know, go and pee listening to you. while they're listening to you talk. I was on the light rail, so I decided maybe I wouldn't this time. But uh, it was it was fantastic. Um, great job, Jackson. You know, friend of the show, been on here many times. Shout out to you. He, he actually got yeah, to travel to LA. Yeah, he didn't have to do it in Seattle. So. got to go down there. Yeah, so that was, that was amazing. One thing we missed here, though, was you're drinking wine and I'm drinking water. Oh. I don't know. Uh, we didn't we didn't crack yeah, uh, so uh if you haven't yet uh and you and you partake in beverages of either the alcoholic or non-alcoholic type yeah we'll, we'll do a cheers right now um cheers. cheers yeah i'm just drinking wine to leo chu may your goals be plenty and your assists be even chugga, more chugga, yeah, I'm not There's drinking a, a beer. I didn't want to we go. We already to have the new hoo choo choo. Uh, my kid was being a no, kid. But we already have. I'm not worried about that problem. I'm worried about the fact that we already have the new hoo choo choo. So how can we now yeah, have the trains chugga chugga choo? Okay, that's fine. I still want to bring in Hunu from uh, Minnesota, so we have new hoo and Hunu. Or, oh, or but... this could be the same train. I mean, a lot of freight engines oh. or trains have an engine I, in the back I mean, and the front. 
Leo, that make, Leo's the front. That makes sense. New Who's the caboose. Yeah. And and New Who is definitely yeah. the caboose. There's a restaurant in Tiger Portland or outside of Portland called the Pizza Caboose. And I just drove past it the other day. What the heck? Who wants something called I'll the Pizza Caboose? I don't want pizza from or near a caboose. Comes from the caboose. But you're talking about it right now, aren't you? So it, it's working. They got you. They got oh, yeah. you. They did their We're job. The they got me. <laughs> they got is me. It tiger. Yep. That's uh, tig- uh It's I. It's tiger. 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 I think it's like tiger. I don't know. I don't pronounce it right. I'm not from Oregon. That's how the East Coast is. It? I know. And then they say Spokane and Gonzaga yeah. and, and Nevada. Well, I have and Colorado. Elder conservative Minnesotan family. So. They they sound Minnesotan. That that's not East Coast, but it's, it's quite an accent. Um, it's funny yeah. to hear them say yeah. the things out oh, here. Yeah. Um, second half. What's second half. Opinion? We, we already have, have an idea of it, but had, like what what? Yeah, we had fif- we had fifteen quality minutes with uh, that were okay with um, shoes still in the field, and then we basically uh, I give us maybe a D plus from then on. Um, I understand why, like I said, yeah. we had Ed Raul in there. I just, our defense shouldn't have to sustain that much pressure. Um, it, uh, I don't know if we purposefully were trying to park the bus, but it, it just felt like, uh, we couldn't string passes together the same way that maybe we're used to seeing. Yeah. Let me pull it up here. I mean, the final stats, uh, and of course this is both halves, so they come together, but the final stats, you know, they had 62% possession. We had 38. Shots. We only had 408 passes. Yeah. They had 28 Blimey. shots to our nine. They had 633 passes. 13 to two in corners. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because at the end, but at the end, they're having yeah, corner, after corner, like, corner after corner after like, corner. So it, it was so nerve wracking that it's hard to kind of like calmly remember everything that happened. Like it, it was a barrage. Yeah. Like I was I said, at the was Mariners. Manic. I was at the Mariners game and had it up on the the uh, good old Apple TV, like set up on my drink holder, watching it while I watched the Mariners uh, lose. Yeah, that's been rough. Um, I'm looking at the subs here, so oh, we we got an Obed sighting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. Yeah, it was Chew offer. Did you notice that by the way when Chew was coming off? Not in a Brody way, but he he looked he looked at Schmetzer and gave it like a what the hell with his hands as he was walking, <laughs> and he still smiled and gave Raul yeah. a double high five, what have you. But uh, I agree with Leo Chu on that one. Usually, I'm like, player, just get on the bench. It's the coach's decision. There's a reason for it. Yada yada yada, and we know that Raul needed minutes, but I don't know about taking mm-hmm. Leo Chu off for him. I mean, he, yeah, he could have come in. Or Jordan. You know. Jordan's played like every Jordan minute or, of every game. <laughs> or come in for Rusnak and move Jordan over to the right. Like, the, there's lots of things that, that could have happened. Leo choose arguably. Um, I mean, arguably because there's one other player, and that's Jordan Morris. But he he's our hottest player right now with the assist, and he got that yeah. goal, right? So, uh, don't take uh, – I don't – maybe it's – well, as you were saying, that – changed the whole dynamic of the midfield and gave LA Galaxy space because they didn't have to worry 
about the wings opening up. So, you know, take two off a little bit later, I guess, and then rework it. But anyway, um, I mean, I'm I'm good. I'm good with the early sub for a couple reasons. One, uh, I think Schmetzer has a tendency. It's not as bad as Siggy, but to do those late subs, they're they're a little bit um, too late. That uh, felt like it should have been a seventy-five but, minute though, not sixty. That's that's yeah, but you, more but, than a third. I mean, you want to you want to you want to get Raul thirty minutes. So I think I think it's more who we could question who he was sub for. Like, um, and and. Back to what you said about when he came off. I wonder if the discussion before the game and when the subs were going to happen changed, and that's why Leo Chu reacted that way. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, it felt like being up to nothing. We were on our way to another blowout, and then it just kind of well, then it just went flipped. away, and then it and then away. it became flipped. a nervy a nervy game. Yeah, it was just I I felt lucky to to get away with three points, let alone one, but based on how it was going. But uh, that. Credit to our defense. Credit to to Fry. Um, you know, I think we saw uh, Jordan on the um, knew who. I mean, uh, Leo was of course player on the team of the week, yeah. but we saw Jordan also on uh, the the Three honorable us, mentions. Like I'm, I'm one of them. I almost made it. Um, <laughs> knew who comes in for for Rusnak in the 69th minute. Giggity giggity. And that was because Alex was starting on the left, Christian on the right, so you had the rolled on wing backs. I guess they're playing more as fullbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Depends. Depends on what's going on. But yeah, that 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 made sense. Yeah. And then we got our Obed sighting on that one. Javier comes in for Jordan in ninetieth. Guess you got to give him minutes and give Jordan a break, right? And that's clearly to shore up some defense. But I, I don't, I don't like putting Mister Oopsies <laughs> like in that late. I mean, he's he, he's not alone on an island though. Like he he's at that point we are parking the bus, and I'm okay with it at that that moment. That's late enough in the game where uh, it's just good. Yeah, we're no, good to go. I, with that, I, logically, you know? it makes sense. I'm just saying, just his track record and the way the game was going and. With at that point, there was still five minutes of stoppage time to play, and everything that was going on, it's just like that's Mr. Oopsies around craziness is not usually going to end up well. So we got out of there, um, and yeah. and, I, and I do think the better team won. I don't I don't think we got a we got yeah, I think so. stole anything. I think we withstood a portion of the game that inflated the stats to their favor. And there's one thing we do have to talk about too. I think but so. I'll let you get to your thought here, but we also have to talk about the elbow ball. But just because it popped in my head. Oh yeah. Um, let's talk about that first. I I watched the replay three times. I thought it. I mean, granted, I was watching it on my phone. I thought it went off his butt every three times, all three times. So I I didn't did it. Okay. Well, technically, under the rules, that should have been. A handball then i think it's a stupid rule i think it should go back to being intention like it used to be where uh if you uh like if you it, it used to be if you're if your hand was in a like if you were trying to move your hands away and it still hit one like you had your hands behind your back and it hit your hands then they wouldn't call it now it's if it hits it they call it so the the intent and the like the referee doesn't get any say in that anymore they took that away um 
But it hit, I mean, it hit his elbow. So did, by you, the book did you see it or that did should you just be a going off of what I told you? I, I mean, I saw the replay well, three times. So if you're saying it hit his elbow, then oh, okay. that's what I thought. But you're, if you're saying it actually hit his elbow, then yeah, yeah that's so a penalty. That's the conversation is, is the way his arms were, I wouldn't say resting, but the way they were placed behind his back. I mean, his hands were behind. Here's my opinion. Not a handball. Um, a lot of people, it should be straight back. Like your arms should be straight down with your hands clasped behind your back to show that you are not making effort. Yeah, you have to have effort, back. Right? You can't like, have your clearly, yeah, you're not making effort if you do that. Yeah. It, Efforts out the rules now, though. That's the thing. That's why it doesn't matter. That's why it was a handball. They changed the rules a couple of years ago. If it touches your elbow, there, it's a handball. Even with there's the no intent. longer oh, effort wow. or intent. Or, yep, that's all gone. It's no longer. There's no the, it, the referee's not supposed to have any. Uh, so that's why that's it's stupid. What, the way you're calling it is correct. I agree with everything you're saying, but they've changed the rules. Well, then that is stupid. Then you just can't yeah. have arms. MLS is stupid. The throw-ins would be hilarious. Well, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that means you literally can't have arms. Like, if you're flailing a boot, then I guess, yeah, I mean, that's absolutely a handball. But his, and, and, and arguments, uh, Greg Vanny did his best. Squidward impression. I don't know if he, there's, I forget who it was on Twitter, but it was that Squidward. I don't know if it's even a meme, but it's just that iconic shot of Squidward with his hands on his hips, his hands, his tentacles, just kind of looking like in disdain at likely SpongeBob. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Well, it mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Anyway, Greg Vanny was yeah, really. Yeah getting his point across that the fact that there was that angular his elbows were out angular i can't speak which is terrible for a podcast but you know what i'm trying to say i'm trying to describe my body while i'm i'm talking but instead of just clasped right behind his back they were out like two little triangles like doritos on the side of his body that's what hit his elbow now if you're moving around it's hard to keep your arms straight back behind you and these aren't stationary players <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's one thing no, to just totally. stand there and be like, "What?" It's weird to be like this when it's normally like this. This is what's natural. It's like, but if you're running around, it's this instantaneous moment here. So that's why I think it's bullshit. But if the rule has been changed as of who knows when, that's asinine. Um, and whatever, we got the points. I think I think the right yeah, call we got the was points. the non call was the right call, but clearly I must be wrong. We got the points. That's what matters. Um, you know, it's it's uh, a, a, a gutty road win at a time where no. uh, we needed one because of uh, we're trying to hang with with St. Louis and LAFC, uh, which uh, brings me to the next thing I want to talk about. Uh, power Ooh. rankings. Last week we were fourth in uh, MLS's power rankings. We've moved up to third after our win. St. Louis City dropped from second to fourth mm. after their loss, and they continue to have LAFC at number one despite losing or tying zero zero Colorado, perhaps the worst team in the MLS. Mm. Now, especially now that the team um, that we beat for nothing, Jack Price is is done. Yeah. Right. Yep. So granted it was it was in Colorado, but still. Now, 
if we go to the clearly superior rankings, the rankings from people who have a brain, from people who aren't anti-sounders, from people who know soccer forwards and backwards, ESPN <laughs> has the Sounders as number one in the power rankings for the second week in a row. Uh, they flipped FC Cincinnati from third or from fourth to third, and uh, St. Louis from third to fourth. But otherwise, the top five remained the same: Sounders, LAFC, FC Cincinnati, St. Louis, and Nashville. Pretty great. Worldwide leader in soccer. Worldwide leader in sports. LAFC has 11 points. Three wins, two draws. Scored nine goals. Yep. Given up three. We've scored three more goals and given up the same amount. So we have a better differential. I guess they've played one less match. Mm -hmm. But that still puts them at 2.2 points per game. To our 2.17, 2.5 to St. Louis, who we'll talk about in a moment. 2.3 Cincinnati. Jesus. Yeah, Cincinnati is playing real well. I mean, it's their win against us. I mean, yeah, Garth Garth is killing it right now. Hey, Gonzo. Um, Gonzo and Garth. Visit him later this year. That's a 70s cop show. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So much fun. Um, are you an are you an are you an Atlanta fan? Not like fan, but you know what I mean. Like, are, do you, are you on the like end of the scale versus dislike? Yeah, I mean, I think the first few years because we, you know, Grill FC had uh, hosted a couple of their fan groups before when they were going around and seeing how other MLS teams did it At, while they were in the league or during that time. Before? Oh, okay. No, before oh, they joined, cool. like in the couple of years before they joined. So. You know, when they first started, I was into it, and then once they won their championship, I was like, "Ew!" Forgot they won. Um, not not into it now. Um, although now uh, that Garth is there and Gonzo is there, and uh, I don't know if Ozzy's still on their roster. I don't know what they did once Garth got there, but uh, I, you know, it's hard not to like them. I think I worry about where they're going to be versus us, and um, we're going to have to He's compete with against the, them. Atlanta. So. Good, good. That's got to be interesting for Ozzy and and, and Pineda. I'm sure they've had lots of conversations over the years. Played with him, yeah. But but I mean, remember Garth was the one that let Ozzy go uh, because they thought you know he doesn't. Basically, his reasoning, and I agree with it. It just it turned out that Ozzy turned it around. He wasn't able to be on the field enough to make his value mm-hmm. worth it for what for what he was getting paid. Uh, then he went to Minnesota and started, didn't get hurt and kept playing. And then last year he was hurt. He's got and no so minutes, he's, he's apparently back on the roster. I don't know what's year, going so. on there. Yeah. I mean, I think he's still, he's still recovering from his injury. I think from last year. So I would imagine he's not, he's not fully healthy, but, um, you know, gotta love Garth and, uh, Gonzo and Ozzy in the same place. So much. You know, I, I, yeah. Ozzy. Yeah, but here's the thing: is we've been blessed, right? Like, you go from Aussie to Gustav Svensson, who is amazing, to Jao uh, Paulo. Is there someone else in the middle there we're missing? I feel like there is. Um, well, not really. Either no, way, because 
but then we have Obad. Like we are so good at uh, at, at center defensive mid. It's just it's insane. Because we, it was 2019 that he went to Minnesota, and that that's when we had Goose. And we had Goose for a couple mm-hmm. of years, and yeah, and then 2022 was Joel, or was it 21? 2021, uh, midway through. Gustav no, was there uh, Yeah, but uh, Joao Paolo came to us. Yeah, was, so yeah, Joao was 2021. all of last year. It was halfway through. Anyway, yeah, yeah I'm just, I just miss El Corazon. He's the only player oh, ever, he was... and it's been multiple times now, that has liked or retweeted one of my Scuttlebutt tweets. Hmm. So That's I'm cool. Forever in my uh, El Corazon. My... My buddy, uh, Roman Torres, who was just in mm-hmm. town to play against the Tacoma Stars. Unfortunately, I didn't get to meet it, but I saw lots of pictures. He follows me on um, on his Twitter, so I get I get tweet I get likes every once in a while from him. He's such a nice dude. I back when he was playing for the Sounders, I was going to help him set up a nonprofit so that he could um, be uh, basically have his nonprofit from back home and a nonprofit here, and then they work together. So uh, sadly, that was right before all of the, the, the stuff happened that got him banned and, and then he ended up moving on. So, uh, but Roman, we will always have a place in our heart for you as well. Absolutely. Should we talk about St. Louis? Any final thoughts? Yeah, on... I mean, hopefully we're gonna have, oh, final thoughts, good win, gut, gut, gutted it out, on to the next. Bring them on. Yeah, hopefully we'll have a little mini episode later this week with some St. Louis people talking about it, but we might as well talk about it as well um, because uh, St. Louis had their first loss finally. So were you hoping, or did you not care? Did you want them to win or lose, be undefeated and come to Lumen, and then we take them down? I don't particularly care, but I, I prefer that they weren't undefeated just because um, I feel like when you're undefeated, there's a feeling around that you might never lose. And, and it's not that you take things lightly. It's that it, it, it steps you up, especially in that first year. I remember I thought the Sounders were never going to lose and take, until Casey Keller got that red card against Kansas City. I remember that. Uh, and then that was the first loss we ever had. Yeah. Uh, it was it was around this time actually, which I it didn't even run out of the box and, year, it was... and handled the ball like yeah, two yeah. yards outside the box on the left. Yeah, because it was Easter weekend, which I know because I used to work my friend's booth at Sakuracon every year, and he came, he came to the game with me after Sakuracon. Sakuracon so, around Easter. Uh, it oh, was, right. yeah. yeah. So uh, he uh, they, it's moved now, but uh, it was then. So. Yeah, it was um, it was around the same time that that happened, and I think that maybe they have to ask some real questions of themselves now. Like, oh, we're not just going to keep winning. They have great players. Don't get me wrong, but uh, uh, so good. I mean, I don't even know who that dude is. He's (laughs) so good. I don't know who he is. (laughs) No, I mean, like before now, I never heard of him. Is what I mean. Like, dude, that guy's so good. I never heard of him. Total uh, aside, but it reminds me of when I was a, a kid. I remember we had a, I only spoke French, but we had a friend whose 
little sister spoke only French and German, no English. So I would just say to her in French, I don't speak French or German. And then she would just laugh and laugh and laugh. Anyway, yeah, St. Louis has been hot. They uh, undefeated. And not even undefeated. They hadn't tied. They were on a five-game five game win, win yeah, streak to start yeah, the season. But, yep, but they lost to Minnesota, who, of course, is, is a Go good Loons. team. Uh, you know, number nine, number nine in the power rankings. Um, uh, I often, of course, it's, it's haven't yet this season, but I often appear on a uh, the Pot on You Loons yeah, podcast, like so that's always exciting. Uh, good friends of ours come on our show, and we go on their show. Uh, but, um, you know, St. Louis has to play us and Cincinnati now. So, <laughs> two of the three teams ahead of them in the power rankings. play Cincinnati next? That's yeah. Tough. So, it's not... That, so they're, they're about to face uh, some actually tough you know? teams. Yeah, not... Uh, um, I don't know where the Cincinnati game is, to be honest. Um, yeah, so, uh, it'll be interesting. Oh. On the latest episode, while you're looking that up, on the late, I'm not caught up. Don't tell me anything. I'm still finishing the second season of Love Is Blind. On the latest episode of Ted Lasso. <laughs> Ted Lasso, come on, man. On the latest episode of Ted Lasso, they did in memory of Grant Wall. I hmm. wait. What now? No, I At heard what you said. At the end of the latest episode I've, of, I've, I've told yeah. you I live in a bubble. Grant Wall is dead. He died during the World Cup. Huh. Wait, you didn't know this? No. During the semifinal, while having it, he had like an aortic eruption and died in the press box while covering the game. They took him to the hospital, but he... Wow. Yeah, in the Argentina semifinal. Where have I been? I don't know. He's been dead for a long well, time. Well, that's not a long time, but also that is it, it, insane circumstances. Yeah, right. He died doing what he loved is the only thing. We thought, here's the thing. His brother went on Twitter afterwards and said he was murdered. It seemed like that could be a possibility because... Uh, um, he was outspoken. You know, he, and, he was, he was yeah. writing about... He was outspoken about everything that was going on there in Qatar. He was outspoken about their mm-hmm. treatment of LGBTQ folks. But in the end... Um, the the U.S. had his body brought back because his wife uh, worked as part of the transition team for Joe Biden. So uh, the the government had the body come back and had the body. They did a, a an autopsy and they found that um, I don't remember the exact cause of death, but but I believe it was just like he had an a, a, a um, aneurysm, like his aortic aneurysm, Jesus yeah. in the aorta. So yeah, he died. Uh, and so imagine also being his friend who's there covering the game and you're watching him die like right next to you while they're trying to bring him back. I am I am floored. So, right now. I can't believe. I mean, I will say this. I was unemployed. So I at the time, so I was a little distracted and not soccer. Like I I During the World Cup? Was they were you going to play that long ago? December. All of December all of yeah. January. Wow. I'm employed yeah. now, so, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Wow. So, yeah, f- uh, Grant Wall Rest passed away. And there's, um, I don't know if you ever saw the picture of me um, wearing uh, at the hospital when I uh, fell down my stairs and thought I broke my foot. 
uh, I'll share it. I'm actually wearing the Grant Wall uh, Foundation uh, mm. jersey they made that all the money went, all the profit went to the foundation. Well, sorry, listeners, that we got off topic again, but yeah, I kind of had to be brought to reality there. Um, that's insane. Hey, by the way, which step did you fall down from? Was it near the top or the bottom? Like uh, four from fun. the bottom. <laughs> was, no, it would. It, it, it could have been a lot just, worse. I, knowing that you're okay, I, I kind of wish it was the top one. Just, 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 right. just to no, watch. If it was the top, it. I probably would have no, broke the, my neck. And, the, and, the, and you still end up the same end. Falling down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, one of those slow like, okay. falls. Like like Homer Simpson going down the cliff after the ambulance brings him back up when he tries yeah. to ride the skateboard across and he falls, hits it all everything down and then they bring him back up and yeah, then he falls exactly. and hits it every way down again. <laughs> exactly. All right. Yeah. So St. Louis, um, they are playing. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, April. Oh, they're playing in St. Louis at City Park. Oh, bummer. Okay. Wow. I was gonna say while you're looking that up, we can talk about uh, how Chelsea tied Liverpool today, which is a huge result after firing their manager. But um, we can move on now. My, since my Chelsea team is in a, is in eleventh and doesn't look like they're going to be able to get into Champions League spot, being uh, eleven points behind the Man Monthly. United, and Man United has two games in hand. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. So you are indifferent, but overall, you would prefer that they go into their match with us with a loss. Okay. A loss or a just tie. I mean, I, I just didn't want them to go in totally kind of thing. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I hear you. It's just, it, but knowing we, if, if I knew we were going to win, then I obviously want them to be undefeated. And I just am an internal op- optimist when it comes to this team. So, um I would have loved that storyline just because there's so many teams, Atlanta, LAFC, now St. Louis, that are the expansion team that's doing phenomenally well. But we were the, we were, we invented that. Right. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I, 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 yeah, Atlanta thought they were going to do better and then they only won one championship. So sorry. And no U S open cups and no shields. Well, do they have a shield? Mm -hmm. Mm, yeah, I think they won. Don't care. Don't care. Don't don't look it up. They don't. Um, but yeah, that, I guess from a storyline perspective, I would I would want them to come in undefeated, all wins, and then us to just whoop their ass. Which you know, I think five wins is nothing to scoff at. That's not a that's not an accident. That's a good team. That's a that's a good. They've got like mm-hmm. we we're saying, whoever that Joe Joao Klaus guy is. Like, he's good. Um, I'd love, uh, it's a bummer we couldn't get your contacts on from St. Louis for this one. And yeah, I hope we do get to talk to him because I'd like to get some yeah. insight on yeah. how Hopefully they we'll get were a little built bit. and how like they came to be just in comparison to how we came to be. They 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 did note that because they're newer to MLS, they're, they are not always... Um, they're still, they know the game of soccer, but they're still learning the insides and outs of MLS. Shit, I don't even know that shit. <laughs> like, I, it changes every fucking year. Um, yeah, seriously, all over. Yeah, no, I know soccer, changes. I don't know MLS. 
that's that's the yeah. most that's most yeah. MLS fans. I feel, and I guess I should say they're not. Mm-hmm. I'm not really an MLS fan. I, I I love our league because my team's in it, right? If we if the Sounders were in another league, yeah. that's my league. I'd want I want U.S. Soccer to do well. I want us to be uh, up there in a top tier internationally um, because we get to see better quality product on the field. You know what I mean? Like that. That's why I want to be up yeah. there and actually be in the Club World Cup and be a favorite, right? So, any hoots? Should we go? Yeah. So, what's yeah? I was what's just gonna say, should we go predictions? But, I mean, well, we're at home. Yeah, predictions and 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 lineups. I mean, I think that's the the hard part for me is lineup, right? Because what do you what do we? Let's start with the lineup because that that, um, that leads right into how well we're going to do, we, how well we think we're going to do, and therefore a prediction. And then we get our Discord questions. Join our Discord. Link is in the show description. Um, I'll let you yeah. start. Where? where I mean, where do you go? I want to see the the same lineup we've been seeing, but with the proper left and right backs, of course. New and and Alex on the right. Okay, so that puts. Mm-hmm. Christian up top on the right. Mm-hmm. Jordan up top and Leo Chu with Nico. Yep. yep. Rusnak. So your bench. Rus- so I your mean, bench. Rusnak, yeah. Rui. Yeah, I think we, we bring him off the bench again. Unless he's 100% fit. I agree with yep. that. I don't care if he's 100% fit. He's going to get his opportunities mm. in the second half. You score a goal. We don't know what they do. In, in practice, but it doesn't matter how much money you pay somebody. That's off the field. We need to continue yeah. winning games, and messing this up right now looks worse. And it looks worse for Raul. You know, if, if he comes out there and we aren't scoring goals. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Raul. <laughs> I, I think he... I mean, Deuce is one of a kind. So is Oba, for that matter. Right? But Raul is right up there. He is the most fearful, I think, striker we've had. Feared? Yeah. Feared. And Oba, Oba, Oba. yeah, feared. (laughs) Fearful. But you said fearful. (laughs) He's the striker who stands up there and, and just... It's real small. It says, I don't want to be here. I'm afraid of yeah. these defenders. Um, Oba had that too, though. You know what I mean? But there was, there, the, the, I think the oh, consistency yeah. and, and I think we've had Raul for at least a year longer now than Oba. I um, think so, yeah. I yeah, think right. just because of that, the, the numbers, give, give it to Raul for me in terms of most feared strikers. Deuce was just one of a kind. And, and also could do anything he wanted, but he was in the tail end of his <laughs> career when he joined us. Yes, he was in his prime, Joe Roth. He was 31. And that's, I think, Raul's age now, 31, 32. Something wrong? Am I wrong, right? I don't know. Don't look it up. No, I so, think that's right. I think it's so right, right now we it. have a an investment paying dividends on the left wing, and for that matter, as a striker up front. And Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris is still he is in prime of his career when he, even though he had such a 
his floors seem so high already to start his career with his setbacks, with all the U.S. men's national team bullshit. Like, this looks like what everybody always wanted out of him. And it's because of Leo Chu. It's because of the formation. It's because of where he is. Don't, cannot screw that up right now. And I want Raul to get his opportunities. I don't, I don't really like the like for like sub with Leo Chu. I think you need to find a better way to do that instead of just painting it or showing everyone right up front. He is coming off for him. Let's see who does better. Let's see if he can do something. I don't really like that direct competition, even though we know it's there. I'd, I'd like that mixed a little bit. Mm-hmm. I want to see what it was. It looked like how how can you make Jordan, Leo, and Raul work? I don't know it right now, but how could you? Like that that would be cool. I I mean two at the top, two mm-hmm. at the top is what I think you do it, and then you only have one center uh, defensive mid. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I think. Our defense has been strong we're enough that I think trying. it's worth trying at least. Just try it, yeah. I mean, what's it going to hurt? A, a second loss in our first seven, eight games? That's okay. Yeah. In a, I mean, and we can change. No, we can change in mid-game if it's not working. Well, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I just I just mean, like, if, if the overall outcome of a game means it's a loss just to see what it looks like, I would take that. I would take it. Just write it off. Mm-hmm. All right, not going to work. Like, Freddie, sorry, you can't start anymore, Freddie. It's just not going to happen. Your sprint is a walk now. Sorry. It's just you're, you're, you're so technically skilled still, and you still got the brain smarts, but he's getting run around. So he's not going to start anymore. We already know that. Good. Glad we know that. Got a loss and a draw out of that experiment. And then we struck. Yeah. I don't know. What's more precious metal than gold in this universe? I guess gold is a construct. But technically, everything's a construct. So. Yeah, that's. I agree with you. I guess is my long answer, my short answer to my long answer. Yeah. So, what's your score prediction then? Not being familiar with St. Louis, only knowing that they've been able to win games. They're going to score. Right? They're going to score one goal. I think we score three. If it's the if Leo Chu starts wow. and Jordan starts in that in that same position. I think it's a draw. Love it. We sneak a win. If it's anything, if it's a full revert back to, okay, we got our quote-unquote best 11 back and healthy. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I'd be worried about that because that would just change the way we've been playing, which has been very, very good. Yeah. Very well. So that would be my, my concern. I don't think we lose this game. Yeah, I think I want to go 2-2. Two, two. We're on the road. St. Louis has been great. Um, you know, I think they probably could learn some stuff from L.A. on how to how to attack us. Um, but it could easily be 5 nothing us. So, but I'm going 2-2. Two, two. Two, two. And a reminder, everyone, he had a t- tooth pulled. <laughs> yeah, that's why I sound a little funny. 2-2. <laughs> two, two. Okay. It's a typical Aaron and Cameron prediction. I don't think I've ever predicted a loss. (laughs) I don't think I've ever done it. (laughs) Well, um, Discord questions. Promise them, and then we'll get into port. Yeah, let's get to them. All right. Well, we spoke of, or I spoke of Nick earlier. Nicholas Biella, he did this on Twitter last time, and I didn't check Twitter while we were recording. I checked the Discord, so he put it on here. 
Which group will have more goals this season? Nico and Jordan or Raul, Hebert, and Christian? So I think he means if you combine Nico and Jordan's goals and combine Raul, Hebert, and Christian's goals, what group would have the most cumulative? I believe that's what he means. That's tough because... You know, somebody's going to be the odd man out. I think I'm going to go Nico and Jordan just because Jordan already is the right, leader yeah. of goals. Fair. I mean, it was only last week that he said that. So that was prior to Tally Galaxy. And you're still right. Jordan was at four goals. What? No, six yeah. goals at that point. Yeah. yeah. And I love uh, also in the Discord, G Willow says that needs more Leo Chu. Like that. That hits me in the feels. Um, Shout out to G. Willow Wilson. Mm-hmm. Is, here's Eric13. Is the current Sounders squad the best team in MLS history or not? Like, for real, though. A.K.A. not hyperbole. <laughs> well, that was me, but I think I just want to make sure he wants us to know that he's not being hyperbolic. And you were saying this about our team yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, What do you think now? Yeah. Hmm. This is tough because... I mean, talent-wise, probably yes. It's just we have a glut at the same position. <laughs> uh, and we don't have depth at the at the uh, the wing backs, and that might hurt us. We don't have depth yet. We'll Something see. Could happen. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I, I want to see what this team becomes after the summer transfer window. If we bring in another DP or a TAM level player, um, you know, I think potentially yes, it could be. Um, I will say it's better than last year simply because we have JP. Because we have JP healthy and playing like JP. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Best ever. Definitely. Definitely could be. Um, it's hard to say that right now because of what we were just saying. We don't even know what is this best 11 or is there a best 11? If, 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 if Schmetzer hmm. blows your mind, Cameron, and can figure out how to use these players, both pregame in the lineup and then in a game, tactical sub at the right time, I'm the still right telling spot, you right position with the right role. Nico as a super sub. Think about when Dempsey came back, after his heart surgery, and you had that level of skill coming off the bench against players who are tired. Nico as a Yeah, but right son. now Nico is one of the best midfielders in the league, statistically. I know, but I think if he was a super sub, he would continue well, you say to the do same thing about less Raul? minutes, and we would be better overall. Um, yeah, I, t- I told you, I want to see Raul and Jordan at the top Yeah, but together. couldn't you say the same thing about Raul coming in as a super sub when players are tired? Being the flea. I don't know if he plays the same way, but yes, potentially well, you don't yes, know if you're correct. Ladero would play the same way. I'm just being devil's advocate. Not saying you're wrong. Yeah, no. What I, what I mean is Raul has large swaths of the game where he isn't doesn't seem like he's there. It's not that he's not. It's that he's doing other things. And he needs those single chances mm-hmm. to make something happen. Right. Yeah. Whereas you see... Uh, Nico involved from the moment he steps on the field. Constantly. I mean, look at what happened last year when he was submarine in off of injury and how good we got yeah. when he was on the field. 
Nico, that is. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, hear me out on this one to make us possibly. I don't know who we would get in, but what do you think about trading or probably selling? But both are an option because of our league. Um, not Obed, not Atencio, but Danny Leva getting some cash money and using that. Because I think he could get a pull. He's a, he's got very high potential. He just doesn't have a lot of opportunity right now. And Obed's going to get that, and Atencio's going to get that. We, you know, Schmetzer loves Atencio. We know what Obed can do, and we know what Leva can do. But it hasn't been as good as either of those, or at least my eye test. Freeing up that logjam a little bit, and then getting a left or right back. Oh. oh of yeah, I mean, skills, we're gonna see one, obviously we got starters. We're going to see one of those players go. One of those three? Without a doubt. Yeah, could be on loan, though. Might not be selling. Could be on loan. But I think we're going to see one. Now, there was reports of interest in Leva in Mexico. That's true. Um, so that, so that, that, that could be interesting. Um, I don't know. It's tough. I, I would rather... I mean, yes. But also, you got to remember, those players are also playing at uh, Tacoma Defiance. That's true, but that doesn't that doesn't free up anything develop. for our roster no. to get a, a, a no. left or right back. I don't just mean getting rid of one of them for the log jam. I meant taking advantage of. Yeah, that. so I'm gonna say I'd rather get rid of uh, Ariaga. Oh yeah, duh. Six hundred thousand dollar contract. He's eating up a large chunk of the um, uh, salary cap, considering he doesn't play very many minutes. He seems a logical one to go with. Okay, no, I, that is that's it. That's a duh there. Um, so Eric thirteen. My answer is yes. When we shore up the left or and or right back spot by getting rid of Ariaga, who is likely our weakest link, because I love the talent of every single player on this team right now, and he and I still like Ariaga. I'm not trying to dog him. He's just not the. He's probably the worst. Of the you know, top 13, 14. Right. I mean, I think he's better than double A or oh, overall. I think he's better than like double A or what's his name? Ethan double A. Yeah. So, and he costs us a lot of money. He's not going to get a lot of playing time with Reagan playing the way he is. So I agree with him. And he deserves a chance yeah. somewhere. I mean, a, someone will take it. Someone will want him because he plays. I mean, he plays for his team in the yeah. World Cup. Man, I was just gonna say, that. I, I'm sounding weirder and weirder as my mouth tires out from my surgery. Well, no, let's put your mouth to sleep. I think that's the last one. You said Schmetz are out, and we got a question mark. <laughs> I think you got to be a little more clear of, that you're joking when you say that, even though sometimes I don't think you are joking. Oh yeah. It was the second half. That was my question. <laughs> no, I mean, it depends. I'm not joking. There's no reason he should be gone right now. He's proven this year that he is up for the job. And I like what we're seeing. I love what we're seeing. And uh, I love seeing you on social media, Cameron. Where can I find you? At Legal Minded Punk on Twitter and Instagram and wherever else you might be able to find social medias. And I'm on Twitter. Aaron Lingley, A-A-R-O-N-L-I-N-G-L-E-Y. We're in port now. Take it away, James. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah, oh wait, James. Wait, James. Just a second, James. I just, I just, I just want to say one thing. Um, you know, shout out to Elijah Lewis who passed away from gun violence um, earlier this week in Seattle. He was an up and coming uh, great leader in Seattle uh, who was really wor actually working on gun violence and um, just a really uh, sad, sad loss for our community. So. Um, Keep, keep his uh, friends and family uh, in your thoughts. Take it away, James. Go Sounders. Take it away, James. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and the best MLS team of all time.